Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Sports Illustrated's Coronavirus and Sports. This is Luis Miguel Echegaray. Today... The effects of postponing the Olympics on Team USA's men's basketball and the NBA. We'll be talking to SI writer Rohan Narkani and try to untangle the intertwining issues between a specific sport and an international event as a result of COVID-19. First, here's a quick recap of the weekend's developments around coronavirus and sports. At the end of last week, the NFL announced it would be proceeding with the NFL draft as scheduled for the end of April. Commissioner Roger Goodell took an aggressive stance saying, public discussion of issues relating to the draft serves no useful purpose and is grounds for disciplinary action. How NFL ownership and players react as the pandemic develops in the coming weeks will be a storyline to watch. The WNBA aims to hold its draft as scheduled on April 17 by a virtual conference. Commissioner Kathy Engelbert will announce the draft picks live from in New Jersey, which is where she resides. New York Knicks owner James Dolan tested positive for coronavirus, but continues to oversee business operations of the franchise from self-isolation. After being diagnosed with COVID-19, Boston Celtics guard Marcus Smart has been cleared of the virus by the Massachusetts Department of Health. And the Premier League is still hoping to finish the campaign in June or July, according to a recent report by British newspaper The Independent. There is nothing concrete nor confirmed, but playing the remaining matches behind closed doors in selected areas is an idea that's been generating interest. None of this will happen, of course, until the curve of the pandemic in the UK flattens. The suspension of the Olympics continues to cause a ripple effect on the NBA, both from a logistical standpoint and a financial one. Team USA's men's basketball team, one of the most dominant forces ever, filled with superstars now has to readjust its strategy. What's more, the NBA itself, due to also suspending the season, creates another obstacle in both schedule, 
revenue, and salary. It's a labyrinth where each organization and athlete attempts to find the exit. Joining us now is NBA and culture writer Rohan Narkani. Rohan, thanks so much for joining us. It's my pleasure, Luis. Good to see you, you know, nice and safe indoors, really snug over there. Absolutely, Rohan. Always good to hear your voice. Ro, let's get straight into it. Uh, let's talk about the Olympics uh, from a basketball perspective. From an NBA standpoint, now that Tokyo 2020 is postponed, how does this affect uh, Team USA's men's basketball team? Uh, it's in a few ways, right, Luis? I mean, I think first and foremost, who's going to be able to play? And, and that depends on a few different scenarios. When exactly are the Olympics going to start? Uh, I think, you know, that date is still up in the air. I think most people assume that they'll be postponed to next summer, uh, but some people are saying next spring is an option as well. And then when's the next NBA season going to start? Let's say the NBA has a normal season somehow for 2021. Uh, that means it starts this fall in October and in the middle of next June, and the Olympics are in the summer, then it's fine, normal pool of players. Let's say the Olympics are in the spring, the NBA is going to be in the middle of the playoffs. But if the Olympics are in the summer and the NBA is pushed back its season, then the NBA might still be in the playoffs. So it's just, it's so up in the air right now in terms of who will even be available. Are our teams going to be in the middle of a playoff run? You know, LeBron James is not going to take a two-week break uh, during the NBA season if he is in the middle of a playoff chase with the Lakers to go play in the Olympics, even if the NBA allows him to do that. So uh, there's just so many complicating factors right now that the biggest question is, who is even going to be available based on the schedule? Do you think that there's also maybe a silver lining for certain stars, maybe those who are aging, maybe those who are not at 100% health-wise? Uh, do you see a benefit from that angle? Without a doubt, it cuts both ways. Now, you have someone like Chris Paul, for example, who I think would have made the team this year. He's having a great season. Uh, I wrote about him for SI. Check it out if you're listening. Uh, but Chris Paul, I think, would have been a great candidate for someone to make the team in 2020. He's going to be 36 by 2021. Uh, that maybe puts him on the edge. Is he still going to go to the Olympics? On the other hand, you have a guy like Kevin Durant. Hasn't played in the NBA all year, recovering from an Achilles injury. It might have been a little uncomfortable for him if his you know, first time back on the court in, in any kind of official capacity was with Team USA as opposed to the Nets. And, and now he doesn't have to make that choice. Now he can return to the NBA, kind of get his, his legs under him and, and go back to the Olympics. I think same for Klay Thompson, recovering from a torn ACL. Steph Curry to an extent, even though we saw him back on the court uh, right before the season ended. So it cuts both ways. I think some guys, they, it's possible they age out. Other guys who are recovering from an injury, uh, this gives them an extra year. Let's talk about the financial complications about this, because you also wrote a really good piece about the issues the league has in terms of salary. How does a player's salary distribution usually work in the NBA, and how is it now affected uh, due to the pandemic? Uh, let me preface by saying that I am not personally a salary cap expert. There are guys on Twitter uh, and the internet, Larry Kuhn, uh, Albert Namad, who do a great job kind of breaking this stuff down. Uh, it, it's totally worth you know looking them up if you're fascinated about the NBA salary cap and how it works. Uh, so basically, the way the NBA you know salary structure works, this is a very basic uh, you know five year olds explanation of it because that's my intelligence level. So. You so know, is mine, so don't worry. The, <laughs> there we go. So the players and the owners split revenue, okay? Uh, the players get somewhere between 49 and 51% of basketball-related income every year. That's how the salary cap is determined. So when players get their paychecks, 10% of it is held in escrow uh, in the event that there's some kind of revenue shortfall, and that 10% uh, 
uh, goes back to the owners to ensure that there's an equal income split uh, based on what was agreed upon in the collective bargaining agreement. Now this year, we're gonna get a massive revenue shortfall. So the players who've had 10% of their salaries held in escrow, they can kiss that goodbye. They're not gonna see that. Uh, the NBA's projected to lose. Uh, there's a story this week, you know, up to a billion dollars between China and now this pandemic and the season suspension and China being uh, Daryl Morey's Hong Kong tweet. So, you know, the 10% of the player's salary is already gone. And then on top of that, you know, the NBA has this force majeure clause in the CBA, uh, which is crazy. I'm sure when the players signed it, they never have imagined. But, you know, the NBA has the right to withhold a very small percentage of player salaries, uh, but withhold some salary nonetheless uh, in the event of a war, a pandemic, which is what we're going through right now. So, you know, players are going to feel this in their pockets. As of right now, the NBA has not committed to paying players uh, their full paychecks on April 15th. Rohan, I want to close on a personal note. You're not just passionate about the NBA and basketball from a reporter's perspective, a writer's perspective, but you also love the game and how it connects with the community and, you know, how you're dealing right now with everything. I really would love to know how you're going through all of this. Are you optimistic about the game coming forward in the future? Uh, you know, optimistic about not just the pros, but also youth level amateur and how everybody's impacted. How are you seeing it right now? It's in a couple of different ways, Luis. I think on one hand, it's impossible to ignore that the response to the pandemic in this country hasn't been to the level that you and I have expected, uh, what so many people deserve, what so many populations deserve. Uh, I was just reading a story today in the LA Times about these largely minority-owned taco trucks that are such a popular part of LA and all these families that are taking a huge hit to their business. And, you know, there's no, that shouldn't happen in this country. That shouldn't happen in this country. We have the resources uh, we have the money, we have everything to help these people. It's a matter of political will. So it's it's really upsetting on that front. But then when I think about sports, I it's funny, I tell people all the time, I'm thinking about that first basketball game, that first NFL game, that first football match, that, that first event that we have is going to be so emotional. It's going to be so powerful. It's going to be, you know, human contact, like people back together again. And, and that is what gets me excited. You know, hear LeBron James talking uh, on the Road Tripping podcast today, how much he misses the fans. Like, wh when do you hear players talk about how much they miss playing in front of people? And I just think that is going to be such a powerful moment. And there's going to be such beautiful catharsis when this is all done. And th that is what gives me hope is just thinking about that moment because we don't know when it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be six months. We don't know if it's going to be three months. We don't know if it's 12 months. But that moment, when it comes back, is going to be so powerful that 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 is what gives me hope. That's what I look forward to. You know, that is what's, you know, kind of getting me through this uh, every day is just thinking about how, how special that moment's going to be. Yeah, that's a really, really good way to end it. Absence making the heart grow fonder, I guess. The crossover, Sports Illustrated, NBA, culture. He's a mega talented writer. Rohan Narkani, thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. Anytime, Luis. Since our conversation with Rohan, the Summer Olympics in Tokyo, which were postponed for next year, have been scheduled for July 23rd and run through August 8th in 2021, Tokyo organizers said on Monday. IOC President Thomas Bach said on a conference call the date was allotted in order to give organizers the maximum time possible, as it plans the monumental task of rescheduling what is arguably the most intricate international sporting schedule in the world. It's impossible to fix a situation when you can't yet see the exit sign. 
which is why leagues such as the NBA still have to play the patient game in order to fully figure out the future of its calendar and most importantly make sure the revenue is rightly distributed. The rescheduling of the Olympics, though the right decision, makes the mountain just a little bit harder to climb. Thanks to Rohan Narkani for joining me today. We'll continue to bring you these stories throughout the coronavirus crisis. If you like what we're doing, please recommend us to a friend or family member and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. You can listen to Coronavirus and Sports for free wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe or follow us for the latest episodes. Stay safe and we'll see you next time.